1: Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. How are you? What is happening? It's a musical episode. Wow. Um, Yes. I'm going to be singing some songs today. You know why? Why? Because today we're being blessed by Natalie Walker. Natalie is a performer, writer, and the reigning queen of Broadway-related Twitter. But before we get to her, we're going to start things off with the worst things first, where I tell you all about the worst news of the week, and maybe, just maybe, I shall tell you in song for at least one of them. It'll be a surprise. After that, we're diving deep into me. Not like emotionally, but physically. Not like sexually, but medically. Basically, I'm going to complain about my various medical issues and you will be forced to keep listening because I may or may not be singing all of them. And if you're wondering, did you just take stock music and then add shitty lyrics to it? Yep, I did. So let's get into it, let's do it. Places, everyone. Let's start the show. All right. Worst things first. The worst news of the week. First, Philadelphia police are investigating current and former employees. At an insectarium. What's that? A home for insects. It's a museum, I think. Some type of museum. Because someone stole... $40,000 $40,000 worth of rare insects and reptiles.
0: Why would you steal bugs?
1: I don't... Whoever did it stole 90% of the animals at the Philadelphia Insectarium yeah. and Butterfly Pavilion.
0: Ooh, okay. The butterflies, I can understand. That sounds really nice. What the nice. fuck are you
1: doing with butterflies? I don't
0: know. Floating around. No Okay.
1: This is terrifying. Didn't you look this story up and there was like one of the, one of the spiders can literally like...
0: Rot you? I think the the verb was rot.
1: Which I is just upsetting. don't know who who wants these things. Right. Some of the insects have been returned. What? <laughs> who the fuck
0: is it? They said they know who it is because there are cameras,
1: oh. and it was like an employee. Yeah, police say staff uniforms were found stabbed into a wall with knives. <laughs> So someone just just had a bad day, and they were like, you know what, I'm going to stab my uniform to a wall and then steal 90% of the insects. I took a van with a, a bug expert once. <laughs> I was staying at this hotel and I took the like van that they have to the airport in mm-hmm. the morning and the driver was like what do you guys do and the one guy was like I study mosquitoes
0: and you were like I once won the <laughs> inspector of insect award at my high school science fair I
1: did tell him that <laughs> I won an insect identifying championship in the sixth grade oh no it was high school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, next! Two fighting pythons fell through no. the ceiling of an Australian person's home.
0: I hate that. <laughs> I hate everything about this story. Australia
1: is not real. Why I are pythons to...
0: fighting? D- I didn't even know they did that. I think what happened Maybe was... Maybe they were mating.
1: Yeah. You, well, they weren't mating, but some <gasps> some pesky female, some pesky woman snake <laughs> had the audacity To squirt all of her pheromones everywhere. I don't know if that's how snakes work. But the the two man snakes got into a fight over Um. her, and they were in someone's ceiling, and then they fell through the ceiling. Apparently, they were small for their species, but they're about five to seven feet long. Imagine five to seven foot snakes, plural, falling through the ceiling of your apartment. Worse than a a fucking mouse in your sink.
0: Okay. It is. That's way worse. Yeah. Do you know that I fell into a pit of snakes when I was little?
1: Did you really? I did.
0: I really did. Indiana Jones style. (laughs) Except it wasn't like to find the ark. I was just hiking and then I was jumping on logs and fell backwards into a pit of snakes.
1: And they were like on you?
0: Yeah. I mean, they were garden snakes, but there were like 50. That's
1: literally my worst nightmare. Yeah.
0: It's why I'm so scared of snakes. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: uh, not fun. (laughs)
0: Just walked away with a scrape on my knee and a
1: lifetime of fear. Why are you this way? <laughs> <laughs> Who You grew up in Chicago. How did you fall into a pit of snakes? We would
0: go camping in national parks. Ugh. I think it happened in Colorado. I was like seven.
1: Next! Some coffee shop owner in Toronto... Toronto Grinder Coffee (laughs) (laughs) really wanted Ryan Gosling to visit their coffee shop. It was like 20 minutes away from the Toronto Film Festival where Ryan Gosling was visiting. The owner, Joelle, wanted him to visit so much that she had a cardboard cutout of him posted to the front of the shop and it fucking worked. What? That's all it takes in Canada. That's all it takes. It turned into, like, a thing. A bunch of people ended up, like, uh, taking selfies with it and tweeting it out. And finally, Ryan Gosling came. Whatever! Okay, if this is all it takes in Canada, I'm fucking moving to Toronto. (laughs) Because I have about ten cardboard cutouts of celebrities that they have some work to do. Attracting their real-life counterparts. Next! A rascally rat, this is right up Barry's alley, pulled a fire alarm at a condo building in Washington, D.C., and everybody had to evacuate. Way to go, rat! Was there a fire? If there was, this rat would be on the cover of Time magazine, (laughs) but he's not. He's just a fucking rat. Someone caught it on camera. Anyway, kudos to this rat for alerting everybody in the event of an emergency. If I did this, I'd be arrested. But now, no, this rat gets to go and live his fucking life, having disrupted an entire condominium. Moving on! Tragedy struck my twink king, Sean Mendes, in Nashville as he was riding around Nashville on a motorized scooter. Oh, no. And he fell off. Leading to a, a few minor cuts on his hands and face. His
0: beautiful hands and face.
1: It's The story is upsetting to me for a number of reasons. One, Sean Mendez rides a motorized scooter. <laughs> and I am staunchly anti-scooter after I fell off a scooter when I was like 15 and broke my arm. Oh my goodness. And for a whole, it was the, literally the first day of summer. Oh. <laughs> And I I tried to throw a Frisbee from a moving scooter, and then I fell on the ground. (laughs) What kind of child were you?
0: It's not what I picture.
1: I was I was moving along on a scooter, not even a motorized scooter, just a you, push it yourself scooter. Uh-huh. And I decided to throw a frisbee to my cousin. Did and, you, I and could I see you went, doing a cool Whoa. thing
0: where you like where you like leap onto your handlebars and with and have your feet in the air with one hand throw the frisbee. You know, like a cool trick, like yeah, bruh, and then you throw it.
1: No, I was just like yeah, firmly just... <laughs> like my center of gravity was was perfectly grounded until I tried to throw the frisbee, lost control, and then landed on my wrist and broke my arm. <laughs> oh, God. And then I had to wear a fucking garbage bag over my arm for the entire summer. <laughs> but no, if you're Sean Mendez, you just fall off a moving scooter and only get a scrape on your face. And finally.
0: What's this? Could it be? A Worst Things First Story, sung by our very Matt Bellassi.
1: There's a man who lives in Florida. He got hungry in the nighttime, so he took off all his clothes and plugged in his George Foreman grill there's a man who lives in Florida and he wanted cookies in the night. So he got naked and drunk and started grilling. He'd been drinking lots of vodka like two whole liters of vodka and smoking marijuana in the middle of a florida night drunk high and naked he was grilling cookies just because and then the grill caught fire caught on fire oh yes it caught on fire and when the firemen came they said he was still ass naked standing in the smoke only in florida only in florida Cause it's a terrible place The butthole of America There's a man who lives in Florida He was taken into custody Even though he told police he was sorry So sorry. There's a man who lives in Florida and he can't be trusted with a grill because his naked ass will burn it to the ground. Only in Florida do naked men start fires from grilling cookies. And that's it for Worst Things First. Next up, we got a musical deep dive for you. Diving deep into my insides. Hemorrhoids. Kidney stones. Depression. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep tie, deep tie, deep tie, deep tie. All right, Barry, are you ready for a musical adventure into my body? Oh, am I ever? Good, because that's what you're about to get. Ooh. I wrote some songs. That's right, I'm a songwriter. If you're listening and you belong to any musical academies, uh, or if you're a Grammys voter, this is up for consideration. I'm just putting that out there, I'm secreting that into the world. These songs, I wrote them from my heart, from my soul, from the bottom of my pelvic floor, which is damaged, according to my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I've had a number of visits to various doctors lately, so I figured why not put my various maladies into melodies? <laughs> Are you ready, Barry? Ready. This first one is inspired by my urologist. Thought I had a stone in my kidney. Cause it hurt real bad every time I peed. I got blood in my urine. Now the doctor doesn't know what's wrong with me. I have pain in my bladder and it feels like I've been peeing out a knife. Feels like fire in my urethra. And I'm sick of all this urinary strife What if I'm dying? What if I'm dying? Let's check WebMD Oh no, I'm dying. Oh no, I'm dying. Guess it's R.I.P. I had a CAT scan. I took a P test. I got an ultrasound I peed in like 11 cups, and here's what the doctor found. They had to put a camera in my penis and go probing for the problem like E.T. They stuck a goddamn camera in my penis. Now the doctor touched my dick for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> True story everybody. They didn't find anything, so they had to go up into my bladder for nothing. I was fully awake for the whole process. It was a lot of fun. I I sang that song the whole time. Thanks for listening. This is the last episode of Unhappy. <laughs> But of course that's not the end of my problems <laughs> that's just the beginning Next we have a beautiful song it's a it's an uplifting song this song is called why i'm sad <laughs> I was lying down in my bed, and I heard a little voice talking in my head. He said, why do we get out of bed? Why don't we stay here all day instead? My body's feeling funky, shaking like a junkie, don't want to do a fucking thing. Feeling lifeless as a slug, like a snug pug in a rug What fresh hell will this new day bring? There's a simple reason why I feel like an unbaked pie Every day when I get out of bed Not to make this about me, but I gotta let it free I got depression It's why I hate everything Depression, it's why I'm tired all the time Depression, it's why I eat everything Depression Ooh, he's got depression So bad Yeah, he's depressed basic tasks seem so hard to do like sucking on a dick or putting on a shoe i want to lay on the couch and stew my brain feels like it's been dipped in cheese fondue don't want to move around don't want to hear a sound just leave me the fuck Don't wanna take a shower, just wanna sit and glower and listen to Adele bitch and moan. There's a simple reason why I feel like an untied tie every day when I get out of bed. Yes, I made it about me. I'm just giving you the tea. I got depression. It's why I hate everything. Depression, it's why I sleep all the time. Depression, it's why I eat everything. Depression.
0: Wow, what a journey we just went on into not just your penis, but also your mind. (laughs)
1: It's my two most important parts. What's the third
0: most important part? My butthole. There we go. Let's go there.
1: Let's get into it. This song is dedicated to my butthole. This is my favorite one. It's a good one. Snap along. Come on, everyone. Sometimes I sit on the toilet too long. When I wipe, I see blood. Oh no, something is wrong. What can it be? Why does it sting? What new hell will each wipe bring? Why can't I sit? Why can't I shit? There's only one thing it can be. Hemorrhoids, it must be hemorrhoids. Oh fuck, it's hemorrhoids, I got more hemorrhoids. Tiny red pieces of skin that grow all red around the rim of my butthole. Oh, I do, I always shit so hard. Why do my shits feel like my asshole's doing the splits? Why can't I sit around without my anus throwing a fit because of hemorrhoids?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope your doctor subscribes
1: to this podcast. All of my doctors, if you're listening, this has been a direct plea for your help. <laughs> Something is wrong. <sighs> and that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Now, get ready for the woman Lynn manuel Miranda calls, and I quote, the empress of our genre. No, <laughs> he's not talking about me. Let's get into it with Natalie Walker. My guest complainer today is writer slash performer slash New York's resident Broadway musical nerd, Natalie Walker. Welcome, Natalie. Hello. <laughs> All right, we like to start off getting our complaining juices flowing by asking everybody what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves?
2: Okay, Uh, the thing that I hate that everyone else loves is the entire character of Eponine in the musical (laughs) version of Les Miserables.
1: Okay, okay. Um,
2: Yes. A a lot of
1: Eponine fans out there. A lot
2: of Eponine fans. Everyone loves her, and I'm here to say I'm a fan of Eponine in the novel she's well read uh, but in the musical i get so annoyed by her yeah because like first of all in the musical th- like in the book she's this like waif demon little like toothless whatever and in then in the musical it's been reconfigured to be like she has brown hair so he don't like her <laughs> But, like, she, like, is also, like, the hottest one in the movie version. Like, Samantha Barks, they have her in, like, a Leg Avenue Pirate Wench costume with her tits, like, hoisted up to her chin. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? But then they give her a song that's just like, oh, why don't boys like me? Because men don't know how to write songs for women where they're not suffering for a man. So Gazette is, like, pretty well-adjusted, but they're like, how do we write a song about a well-adjusted girl we don't know. but I am a big Kasette fan because Cosette yeah. grows up with Eponine's trash ass family. <laughs> and Eponine like bullies her with her mom. And then Kasette grows up, and takes her childhood bully's crush. And that's goals to me. That is true. But we're supposed to just like watch up and be like, oh, you used to be a childhood bully, and that like that's my dream of what happens to my childhood bully. <laughs> so that's my main
1: I love that. That's
2: my main thing.
1: I did forget, yeah. In the book she is like like purposefully disgusting.
2: Yes. And, and I think so that's it makes
1: more sense.
2: Yeah. And I think that's so much more interesting that would make the character in the musical more interesting is if they leaned into her being like deeply tragic of like marius would never because she is right like 70 pounds and like on death's door (laughs) and like that makes her sacrifice so much more tragic the fact that like she sacrifices herself for someone who would never ever see her that way as opposed to just like Bitch, like, you're (laughs) hot. Just get with Angel Ross. Like, what are you
1: doing? That's true. Also, yeah, in the movie, how do you say his name? Angel Ross? Yes. So much hotter than Eddie Redmayne.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, I love Eddie Redmayne, but what's his name? Aaron Tveit. Aaron Tveit. I was on the yes. Aaron Tveit train.
2: You gotta be on that Aaron Tveit train.
1: A long time ago. Yeah. Yes. Like before he was 18. Yeah. Not, not. They
2: also <laughs> do no favors to Eddie Redmayne, like making him look dreamy in that movie. Tom Hooper's whole aesthetic for that movie. When you put Eddie Redmayne too far in close up, I'm like, this looks like a butch <laughs> just Chastain. Like, what are we, what are we doing?
1: That's true. Yeah. Only, only shoot Eddie Redmayne in a wide shot. You only can't, do it in a wide shot close-up no uh, this may be related but what musical do you hate that everybody else loves
2: the musical that i hate that everyone else loves oh this is tough because i do not want to get in <laughs> trouble do it this so is the I'm platform in- for to it to get in goddamn trouble oh let's see all right, I got to do it. I got it. It's, 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 uh, dear Evan Hansen.
1: <laughs> no, I really do you know not what? love. <laughs> I really do not I want to hear your reason why. Uh,
2: I just think that it does not go far enough in terms of like establishing that his behavior is abhorrent and should be <laughs> met with consequences. Right. And I just find it very difficult to swallow. Um, I think it's an excellent showcase for performers. I think, God knows, like incredible talents yeah. have been involved, but it is not my personal <laughs> cup of tea.
1: That was a very political answer <laughs> in reasoning. She's running. <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think some of the criticism I've heard is that like it is, it goes pretty far in the like sappy direction it is little like which but i i feel like when i go see a musical i'm like i want to be ravaged like i want i i'm like willing to let my emotions be trampled on
2: absolutely and god knows it it, delivers yeah when i saw it just sobbing the whole time like full ugly
1: crying yeah um i do it's inspiring to me that like power that they have to just reduce an entire audience of people to like ugly sobbing oh in to just theater. know
2: that they're like yeah rachel bay jones is gonna say your
1: mom's going
2: anyway. i'm like oh bitch
1: how dare you do this to me <laughs> yeah I, I just saw it for the second time and i i had to like gird myself for yes. that that song yeah and it didn't help
2: oh so big so small is Truly designed to—it's
1: yeah, designed reduce to reduce
2: you <laughs> to a pile of ashes and in a forget corner. about
1: the fact that uh, yeah, Evan Hansen is a sociopath.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. And I've gotten in trouble for talking about it before, so I like am cagey about it. But I do these like synopses of musicals. Yeah. And I started doing it, and I was just like, hey, if you donate to the ACLU, because I'm like, I don't have money i'm still like babysitting when i can i'm like oh it's <laughs> yeah. a light week i guess i'm gonna go sing part of your world to a child this right week. but um so i was like i don't have money how like what can i do and so i was like i it seems like i did a synopsis of phantom of the opera a mm-hmm. while back that people enjoyed and so i was like cool if you donate to the aclu and send me a screenshot of it. I will do do a summary of your favorite musical. And so someone was like, "Dear Evan Hansen," and so I did it. And I felt like I even like dialed back a lot of my actual issues because I'm like, it's your favorite musical. I don't want to, like, rain on your parade. Yeah, Yeah, because the thing is, I never want to begrudge anyone joy. I have my very strong opinions, but Mm. I never want to be that person that's like, you're wrong if you like this thing. Yeah. I think that sucks. I think that's so lame. It's so hard to find any joy nowadays that, like, why (laughs) try to deprive people of that? That's why
1: you just do it on a podcast where it's like, that's what I just do it here (laughs) in this studio. It's safe. Yeah. I'm not going to come into, like, your house and tell you, oh, what you like is shitty. Yeah, coming to my house i'll tell you what you like
2: exactly so i did one of jerevan hansen and one of my friends is in the cast or was in the cast and he retweeted it and was like i'm gonna start saying this stuff at talkbacks and then apparently like he got a call from their like pr person in like the (laughs) ass crack of dawn that was like listen a lot of people are not fans of this and like you can't take it down now because that would make it a thing but like we don't like it and like you should know that for the future and it was crazy town it was so wild but it was just because I like made some joke that was like how the show starts with the moms doing their song and I was like and the show tries to pretend that we care about The go the dramas of the parents, and it's like it's like when it when we watched Gossip Girl, and they thought you cared about Rufus's band show. I'm like, I don't care about Rufus's band show. Show me the horny teens. I love in their backpacks, sitting on beds. I need to know.
1: (laughs) I love I love drama in the Broadway community. Such drama. It's great. So you are a a self-identified theater kid. Uh, Yes. What happened to make you this way? What tragedy in your life? (laughs) led you to turn to, <laughs> to a- make
2: me a theater kid <laughs> yes yes um the tragedy that happened in my life was that uh my little sister was born right <laughs> and all of a sudden I did not get the correct amount of attention mm-hmm. which is all of it right and I had to figure out a way to regain uh, the attention of my parents and everyone else around cuz also I was like not a cute kid so I, r- I was really like not aware of that until then my sister came along and my sister was like little blue eye I was like fat as hell <laughs> like and not in a cute way like was just this grotesque like job of the hut little toddler like baby/toddler and then my sister was just like a little like perfect little Gerber baby and I was like oh god and everyone just loved her immediately um so it's
1: just like gotta yeah. get my tap so like, shoes to yeah.
2: figure out something else to do and yeah and I also just like didn't have a lot of friends growing up and so I would watch like all of my dad's VHS tapes of SNL and stuff and so I basically just started impersonating all of those tapes and then would listen to all of the music that my mom played and would start impersonating the singers that I heard Uh there. And then I was like, what art form combines all of these interests that I have? And theater ended up being it.
1: Right. Do you remember the first musical you saw?
2: I saw Beauty and the Beast with my family, and I straight up stood up at the end and like started singing along because I had known it from the movie, right. so I like straight up stood up and was just like, "Beauty and <laughs> the Beast," <laughs> ah, ah, like I was doing the ensemble <laughs> <was>
1: just, harmonizing <laughs> like, with all, all of that. the
2: ensemble background vocals. <laughs> and my my mom always talks about how I just straight up. Was part of the show, became part of the show, and yeah. like apparently, uh, people around us were not having it. I'm sure if I saw myself now, if I were in an audience with a girl just like me, then I would be like, God, put a leash on that thing. <laughs> Enough. <laughs>
1: <Just> duct tape <laughs> yes, your child. exactly.
2: But that was that was my first. That was my first one.
1: Did you like hate theater kids when you were younger? I uh, my internalized homophobia mm-hmm. as a child. I was like. Fuck all of you. You need to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw Wicked. I went with I went with absolutely. my art club in high oh, school, absolutely. which was just like gay club, but nobody admitted it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we went to see art the art club. The art teacher. <laughs> the art teacher was clearly like, I'm here for all of you tiny gay children who can't admit it. Yes. Yet. Yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna take you to see Wicked. In Chicago. It wasn't even Of
2: course. <laughs> Wicked <laughs> in Chicago, the two genders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think we were literally like the last row all the way up, yes. but it was transformative.
2: Yeah. When was that? What cast did you see? Um, well,
1: Chicago. I actually think it was Anna Gasteyer, because I think she was Elphaba in the Chicago production. Yes.
2: The Chicago sit down. Of course.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like I dreamed Wicked. I don't feel like yeah. it's real.
2: Yeah. I saw it with my dad. Like the, I saw the original Broadway cast with my dad, and I just sat there and I was like, yes, this is it. This is me. But m- like me as a like snooty theater kid already, I was like, everyone else was like responding to Alphaba, and I was like, honestly, like, I think if you put a wig on me, I'm more of a Glinda. (laughs) I'm more of a comedic actor.
1: Right, I like
2: Glinda's journey. (laughs) Glinda's the character (laughs) actress role of the two.
1: You're more of a cassette. But like
2: fully had like, braces in my mouth (laughs) like I did the eighth grade talent show then the next year I did popular absolutely I made my friend I made my friend sit in to be my alphabet, but Uh like didn't let her do anything in the song but I was just like I do need a scene partner Someone to
1: play to off of. To,
2: someone to play off of the entire time. Because I absolutely watched all of the bootlegs. i like scoured live journal for wicked bootlegs. Right. And then right. <laughs> knew the choreography that I was to do.
1: I think the first like thing that I really globed globbed onto was the YouTube clip from the to- like 1980-something. Tony performance of And I Am Telling You, yes. Jennifer Holiday, which I attempted to sing at our live show, but it was horrible. There is tape of it. I and live, I will never listen to it.
2: I live. In that same eighth grade voice recital, I sang And I Am Telling You. And my wow, you pulled voice out all the stuff. My voice teacher like told me to do it. Eugene was like, Natalie, you will sound so good on this song. And like, and he was a queer black man. And so I can only, like, looking back, I'm like, you knew that memes were going to become a thing one day. And, like, they, there was no way for them to happen yet. But this was a meme for you. I'm sure that he, like, tells everyone right. that he knows. He's like, once I made this idiot white girl
1: sing, and I'm telling that you. That was, like, his she... reparations. Yeah. It was, like, forcing you to sing that.
2: Yeah. He's just like, she thought she could do it. And I said, Absolutely, you can. (laughs) You must. (laughs) Like, just for his enjoyment.
1: Do you remember the first production Mm, that you were in? I mean, mine Fledged. was my middle school production of Once on this Island. It was-
2: Absolutely. One of those all white ones. on yeah.
1: Island. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of white children in Hawaiian t-shirts. Of
2: course. And you like don't all of the, the entire colorism subplot. You're just like, what is this? No, it's just a story about the girl from the wrong side of the island. That's it. Um, like I was in public schools till seventh grade. And then I switched into private school for eighth grade. So seventh grade... Uh my school when I was in public school, they especially didn't care about arts at all. Yeah. And so we quote unquote did a production of West Side Story where all of the music was taken out. So we would just uh say some of the lyrics from the songs <laughs> and then just keep going. So we just did the book of West Side Story. So I was Maria in in that production. And then I and we performed it in the cafeteria. And I think my parents like saw that production and were so horrified that that's why they took me out and were like, We're you have to go to some place that has a shekel to give to
1: to I the can't shows. Even imagine with that. It's just oh, it's w- insane. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's it's insane. You can, yeah.
2: But with like Daddy <laughs> Where sometimes. everyone is
1: in like kind of blackface. That yeah. movie is pretty fucked up.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie Wood, no 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 boy, no. <laughs> um and then in eighth grade I did Damn Yankees. My eighth grade class did damn Yankees and I was Lola. And every other boy in the cast was a full foot shorter than I was. <laughs> and I'm like not tall now, but I like shot up to five foot three one summer. And then it was just like, oh, am I a model? <laughs> I think I'm a model because everyone else was, all the guys, especially, were still so short. But then I just have hung out at five foot three ever since. Um, but yeah. The,
1: in eighth grade, uh, we did Music Man. But I was only in the chorus because they needed extras for Shapoopy. Sure, <laughs> and the then girl that's hard to get. They asked for too famously. many. Right, they asked for too many extras, so the stage was so crowded, so I could barely shapoopy in my like personal space. <laughs> it was a disaster. I could
2: barely shapoopy in my personal. Although space. Although now that I'm
1: thinking of it, we did do like a fourth grade production of Willy Wonka that Ooh. I was the narrator of. So I had to, I had to read. There's no narrator in Willy Wonka. They just invented a character. Why Uh, why
2: weren't you Veruca erasure?
1: I know. I know. Homophobia (laughs) homophobia in the suburban Chicago school system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I hadn't really seen a lot of like Broadway shows growing up until I moved to New York not that long ago, I started... With the classics, so I was like, oh, every Broadway show is amazing. Yes. And then you see one that's, like, not great, and you're like, whoa, I didn't know this is possible. Yeah. I just assume that if you, like, sing and dance on any stage, it's going to be amazing. Yes. And it's not true. No. It could go very wrong.
2: It could go very, very <laughs> wrong. My thing is, like, I love things that are amazing, and I love a train wreck. Anything <laughs> in the middle, I do do not fuck with at all yeah yeah i'm like be brave
1: enough to be terrible who has
2: time for that i don't like it
1: (laughs) um we're running out of time but we have a we call this a game sure it's called bowl of shit talk where i have just random topics and we'll complain about them excellent um, scary dolls in movies. No,
2: I can't do it. I cannot <laughs> do it. I don't like it. I don't want it at all. That's the worst part of hereditary for me. Hereditary is a unrelenting meditation of on dread, but the scariest thing is that Tony Collette is working on these little, this little dollhouse and they're like even scarier to me than Regular dolls, cause they're so tiny, and yeah. I cannot fuck with it. But scary dolls, I really can't do. Even as like, even if there's like a joke in a comedy movie where there's like a random shot of a spooky doll, and we're supposed to be like, ha ha ha, that doll is spooky. <laughs> I can't do it.
1: Um, children, just in general, children.
2: Ooh, children are so hard for me because sometimes I hate them so much. Right. Um, but also uh, sometimes they like me a lot because they can sense that I don't like them (laughs) it's sort of the same thing as like I'm very allergic to cats Uh um, and so I've historically not been a fan of cats the thing but they can sense that I don't want them and it makes them come over to me Uh and like want to rub themselves against me and that's the same with children right I just have like very much an off switch with kids yeah where I'll be having them and I'm like this is cute I am enjoying you we're having fun together and then there's just like a moment that happens and I'm like I'm exhausted and I don't want you anywhere near me yeah and so I think that's why I I cannot imagine myself wanting or having children because I am good with them only until I'm bored, and then I'm like, "Go <laughs> away! I want to go watch Vanderpump like
1: Rules." Babysitting—it's like if you work at McDonald's, like you not—you don't want to eat at McDonald's. Yes, it's like I've had enough. Yes. I've got my fill. Yes, I don't want to see a child anymore. Yes, I'm yeah.
2: fostering you <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> I'm renting a child.
1: Right. Ugh. Um. When Harry Met Sally.
2: Yeah, I just get really bummed by the assertion that men and women can't be friends yeah. if either of them are attractive. That movie has great performances. I think it's like a very well-structured rom-com, and I love rom-coms. But it has instilled this belief that I think is so harmful that men and women can't
1: be right. friends. Um, When men treat your jokes like jumping off points for their comedy specials. <laughs>
2: any time on twitter that i will do will say something funny that starts gaining traction just immediately a man has to be like or ba bah, ba bah. that is a rephrasing of my joke with like uh, yeah. a different example and i'm just like no i'm not going to engage with this i don't want any part of it or just like explaining my own joke to me right like adding me to do that i think is stupid like i'm not gonna be a person that's like don't at me but because twitter is very fun sometimes you can like by replying to people like you can make friends yeah but i think so many especially straight men use it as a platform to be like oh (laughs) i have a thing now that your joke has made me do. And I'm like, no, this yeah. is not. I do good. get that a
1: lot too, where it's yeah. like, you're just repeating what I said. Yeah. I said what I said, Nini Leeks. Neeny Leeks. And that's it. Yes. Nobody, there's no need to add to it. No. That's a complete tweet. I, there A lot of hours went into me crafting this tweet yes. perfectly. Yes. Let it stand. All right. Before we let you go, where can people find you and your work?
2: I am at nwalks on Twitter and Instagram and natalieleerwalker.com if you want that life for yourself. Leer, Uh L-E-E-R, like the Pokemon move, not like the king.
1: Amazing. Natalie Walker, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. We'll see you next time. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that makes all the bad stuff go down easier. Barry, do you have a chaser this week? Well, to keep in
0: line with our musical theme, uh, I want to talk about Flight of the Conchords. My Mm. boyfriend, Alex, has never seen it before. And I was obsessed with it in high school. Uh, It was a, a show on HBO. And we started watching it again. And man, oh, man, is that show enjoyable.
1: Never seen it.
0: You should watch it. I think you'd really like it.
1: We'll see. We'll okay. see. All right. I have a long list of shows to get to, Barry. They're You're from have New to Zealand. Get in line.
0: They're from New Zealand.
1: That's where hobbits live. Yep. Remember yep. when you disagreed with me about whether <laughs> Peter Jackson was from New Zealand? I
0: can't believe he is. I just always like, assume. Lord he of the Rings was. is Famously,
1: shot I know it's famously and shot and filmed and in New Zealand. New but there Zealander.
0: are a lot of there are a lot of filmmakers who film all over the world who are not from those places.
1: Yeah, but he's like the reason he did that. You
0: know what shirt I wanted so bad when I was little? It was the shirt that the crew made that said I survived Helm's Deep. Nice. And now you know how big a nerd I was. Anywho, um Fly the Concords has been super enjoyable. It's my chaser for the week. But also American Vandal and Bojack Horseman drop in. Wait, is Flight of
1: the Concords like a musical
0: they sing songs
1: in it yeah Oh, I see
0: yeah what's your chaser this week Matt
1: uh, I guess in keeping with my theme of just talking about British shows that I'm watching <laughs> that's what my chasers have become it's just all of the British things that I'm watching I started watching Broadchurch have you seen that no it's with David Tennant who was Barty Crouch Jr. in Harry Potter ah
0: yes familiar with his work in that one role <laughs>
1: He and um, Olivia Coleman. Do you know who that is? No. She's going to be in a movie called The Favorite with uh, Emma Stone and someone else. I don't know. And it looks so good. It's about it's about another queen, Queen Anne. I, no, it might be Queen Victoria. Yo, one of the queens wild. who like goes crazy, and uh, she has these two women who are like vying for her affection, Ooh. and she makes them like compete with one another. Hell yeah. It looks so good. Anyway, Broadchurch, it's about a murdered boy. <laughs> God damn it. It is. It's about a dead little boy. So you can check that out. A boy, it's like a small like coastal town in the UK and a boy turns up dead on the beach and then they have to investigate it. So if that's your thing, you should check out Broadchurch. It's on Netflix. And that's it. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button then rate us, review us. But only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Claire Ty, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman, Max Linsky, and Eleanor Kagan. Music by Hans Stiao Su. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie, and you can study my brilliance on all the social medias at Matt Bellisai. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye bye.